Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about two-way sensation, Shohei Otani. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. So you may be wondering, why is there only so few episodes this season? Oh my God, it's been a while. Well, first of all, COVID. (laughs) Short season. The boy just hasn't been playing his best. And it's just kind of been slow, so not an exciting season to be an Angels fan. So we're three seasons in, and I wouldn't say any one of them was necessarily positive. Yeah, they always end up in disappointment. Just kind of always ends at a low point. We can get into more Angel stuff in that part of the episode, but Otani didn't help that this year. Not at all. The beginning of the season, I guess we can say both of us were very optimistic. Yeah, I mean, we wanted it to be (laughs) good, you know? We even threw out, like, stats, what he thought he'd do. <laughs> we won't even bring that up. Actually, I'm, I might be making this up. I don't think that ever happened. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the boy didn't help. And where should we start off? Last episode was right after it was announced that he wouldn't be pitching anymore for the rest of the season. This was in early August, or, like, early to mid-August. And, again, for archival purposes... This weird season started at the end of July, so we only got not even many starts out of him, and he just never looked good. Like, there was some inning, literally singular, that he looked great, and then the rest was just terrible, and never looked confident, and that just took over to the plate, too. Since our last episode, at that point in August, he just hit terrible the rest of the year. Like, man's even got benched. For almost a week straight. Like, it's crazy. It's not like the Angels lineup is even that good. Like, they have hitters. They added Rendon and others. But to bench Otani, like, that's saying something for that long. And this is even after they got rid of some players. Yeah. Which got even crazier. It kind of got sad. Like, (laughs) fuck, is this really happening? Especially after that point when it's like, oh, he's not pitching. Now just, you know, focus on your hitting. Do your thing. Hit for average. Don't even go for bombs like that. That shit went out the window super fast. It didn't happen. We even had a 0-4-19 slump. It's not the Shohei we know. No. He did show some signs of his usual self when after he was benched for like a week, he hit a home run in his first at bat at the plate again, which, you know, that's how he gets when bad news happens or something bad happens. He, you know, channels that, which, by the way... This is my theory for Shohei becoming what he needs to be. It's going off that. And we both saw the last dance. We know how MJ works. (laughs) And Otani needs to take everything personal and use that as hate for him. Like, he's a positive, bubbly guy. MJ can be too. But I don't know if you heard the episode, but on R2C2, CeCe's podcast, he just had on Mookie Betts as a guest, and he talked about how with the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, he completely made something up in his head about Jackie Bradley Jr. and used that to hate the Red Sox, and that's the energy Otani needs. He needs the it-became-personal-for-me meme to just use that and amplify it for not even every detail happening, but just make up stories. Very MJ-like, agreed. At this point, 
try it all out. I, <laughs> I'm going to jump in there with you. Uh, it's kind of bad. If every game before they head out of the dugout, someone just needs to tell this dude some bad news, because that's when he works best. It's like, oh, Shohei, remember Aunt Helen? <laughs> she kicked rocks. <laughs> what? Yo, three home run game. I mean, <laughs> a little dark humor and all that, but dude, whatever it takes just to like keep him on fire, it seems like, yeah, like he works best under terrible circumstances and, or I don't know, maybe it's something simpler. Yo, Shohei, remember you play for the Angels. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> we wasting prime mic drought years. Fuck. <sighs> Damn, fucking Angels. Worst decision of my life. <laughs> bing, bing, two dingers. Uh... It, it just seems that way and it sucks it's not new we've had an episode before this but even with the shortened season like we thought fuck like we finally have a healthy show hey like we're about to get the best of it even if it's just for 60 games whatever it is and we didn't even get that yeah and it's to the point now where we've had issues with the pitching so many times including just a lot of health issues let alone confidence and we talked last episode about at what point do they consider like him not being a two-way player anymore is that already now i mean he's gonna keep trying it next year but like after that do they stop if it doesn't work again and there was a new development since then where he was even taking ground balls at first and fly balls in the outfield which they said they were just like testing stuff out and he's still planning to do pitching and stuff but i don't know to me that was like really i wouldn't call it like a wake-up call or anything but it was like all right they might be moving on this you know yeah and i don't think it's even a hot take to say that i think next year might be the last experimental year yeah especially again they only have so much time with trout like they gotta capitalize on yeah or with him like eventually (laughs) like they're gonna have to get rid of him and it's sad because he's still like young but it's something where like it's a chronic injury it's almost like Derek Rose where like shit is just gonna keep happening yeah and you can't rely on it just switch it up especially in baseball where like he doesn't have to pitch and still be a good player a player that comes to mind is like Jose Bautista who became probably top three player in the league for like a couple of years just because he could hit 40 bombs easily don't doubt that Shohei could do something similar where like they just abandon his pitching he comes and he's just like a hitting specialist he has the tools to do it he has the power to be a power hitter throw him at first throw him in the outfield somewhere kind of like Jose Bautista who wasn't necessarily a gold glover he was just like a great bat Jose Bautista became the player we knew at like 28 or 29 Shohei's still like 25, 26. Let's say by the time they're done with this experiment, he's like 27. He still has time to be like a great player that is remembered for taking the Angels to the playoffs or whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm kind of already getting tired of the whole pitching experiment and seeing how time and time again, like his arm just doesn't have the strength to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think the two-way aspect, and I talked about this last episode, but that's like part of what makes him really interesting right. and like why we decided to do a podcast on him and stuff. But I mean, even if you look at it in terms of like an ultimatum and giving him motivation, if you say, all right, next year, like, yo, that's your last chance. Maybe that'll motivate him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're going to no, say that true. out loud to the public, but better, bro. <laughs> but 
like they should be at least internally like we're on a limited time crunch this is it like you got it something happens like we're not blaming you for any of this but we're gonna make that transition so i mean even him i feel like he would get frustrated if it still doesn't happen next year and maybe he would even be like all right maybe i'll just do hitting for a while like i'm sure it causes him so much stress and like extra shit that he has to deal with so yeah i mean this dude could do it all if anything this dude will probably start hitting righty too you know <laughs> two ways oh, that'll don't <laughs> doubt that at all i don't know yeah like try whatever yo if i'm the angels i'd even go as far as to making billboards to sell tickets <laughs> and just put like yo otani's last pitching season come watch him at angel stadium <laughs> Just so they can actually have a sellout crowd, unlike the uh, fake that they do. Um, if fans are even allowed <laughs> in at that point yet, but I yeah. hope so. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like over it. And maybe this is us or me being bitter about, you know, how the season ended for Otani and the Angels. But it was just so sad. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even really paying attention to him that much because. It was just like disappointment all the time. You just figured like, yeah, he's hitting terribly and would check in sometimes and there would be like, he's just doing bad. Like I knew it was bad when that average went under the Mendoza line, which is 200. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I mean, should we even get to the stats right now? Because yeah, just go to the stats for the year. So, I mean, to start off, let's go on the pitching side. Very short lived. Two games. Terrible. One, which we were... I remember this. Uh, very <laughs> excited to see. <laughs> what was it? He didn't get one out, or he got one out? He got no outs. He and got he gave no up outs. Like five runs or something. Tragic. So that was his first start. He got the L on that one. Ended the season with a small number. You don't really hear it often, but with a thirty-seven point eighty ERA. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad laughing, but that's just so crazy. You know, there's pitchers this year like Shane Bieber who are like 1.80 or something like that. The Grom 190. Even Garrett Cole, a ace that didn't pitch very well this year, ended with like a 290 or something like that. Shohei 37.80. Bruh, like that's a bar trivia fact. Like, and Crazy. I'm just you know, again laughing through the paint because that's just terrible like as i read it i didn't realize it was that high um but that's tragic it sucks it's also like a really small sample size it was only two games but it tells you how bad those two games were in both those games added up he pitched a total of 1.2 innings one was he did really bad and the other one is like fuck yeah i got re-injured i remember after the first start we were like oh you know can only go up from here and then i was like no actually you can go much deeper i'll just mention a couple other bad things he only got three strikeouts out of those obviously he didn't even get outs on the first game so on the second game he got three that's i guess you can spin that into a positive the first inning on that second game was beautiful and then just went to shit seven earned runs in 1.2 innings fucking awful that's where the 37.80 comes from also he had eight walks in those (laughs) 1.2 innings you don't win ball games like that uh one positive he gave up no home runs so the deception is there he just had absolutely no control that's pretty much for his pitching this year pretty bad yeah and again that was a forearm strain for the injury and in like a normal season if that would have happened earlier in it he could have possibly come back later but with the shortened season it was just like not enough time so he is due to start his 
pitching workouts again soon, but it just didn't work for this season. And even if it had been like something where he came back, just the confidence was not there anywhere near. And when you look at what happened with the hitting too, I don't know if they would have even brought him back pitching. So Yeah. And I don't want to just fly over the form strain because it is kind of scary. Form strain is like one of those early symptoms for elbow problems. And this is after Tommy John surgery. After Tommy John, which is scarier. And on top of that, it's something that I think we brought up on the last episode we recorded when we found this out. That Verlander went down right around the same time with the same thing. Yeah, he was supposed to come back and he didn't. Didn't. And actually getting Tommy John, isn't he? Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, James Paxton from the Yankees, something similar. But that's beside the point. Again, like every fucking year, we're awaiting news as patiently as we can and hoping for the best. Yeah. When it comes to his pitching arm. And I'll let you do the hitting stats for the year, but just one little fun fact. He did get his first career walk-off in early September in extras against the Astros at the beginning of September. So one of not that many positives in this year for hitting. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Fuck, I don't want to call these better than his pitching stats, but I guess they're not as tragic. Um, Out of 44 games, got 175 plate appearances, which is decent, but he only got 29 hits out of 175 chances. Yeah. Which led to a .190 batting average. 190. Uh, I mean, like you said, once you get under 200, like... That's just straight embarrassing. That's that's embarrassing, especially when we saw him go way above average. I would say league average is probably like 260, 270. First two years of Otani, we got 285 and 286. Pretty consistent. Yeah, which is what I think we predicted around. We predicted, like, I think I even went higher. I was like, yo, short season? <laughs> so what? <laughs> 295. Like, my boy is ready. He's comfortable. He's healthy. 295 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i very wrong sucks to be wrong especially like this you want to be wrong but in the positive way you kind of hope he hits 340 right (laughs) not fucking 100 points down from what you expected um and for context dj lemayhu who won the batting title in the al hit 364 so just in terms of the spectrum there yeah what about home runs though what did he end up with uh wanna guess or no six close yeah seven seven i uh, mean i think we were debating like if he would get to 10 get to year. 10 i think i said like nine or ten so i kind of fell short on that too i mean not terrible in terms of home runs could easily have been worse with that batting average but yeah exactly that's true good point and if it wasn't for that slump you could account one or two hits being home runs he could have gotten there easily but got 24 bis that's decent he was getting the chances to hit with people on base. Got 22 walks and 175 plate appearances. The year before, he only got 33, but he had like three times the plate appearances. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like a good sign. He's patient, but he also did have 50 strikeouts. So he was swinging and missing a lot more. Well, his first year, he struck out 102 times, but he had 367 plate appearances, almost like double. So that's kind of consistent. Can't hate on him on that. But just throughout, really, just, I guess you can say he wasn't seeing the ball well, obviously with the slump, the batting average, making weaker contact than usual. 
the extra base hits took a hit this year for sure we didn't see much of mr hot wheels i mean again it was a very weird season shortened season and there was even stuff within that where he couldn't check the video during a game of his at bats which he used to do other players like javi baez have complained about this as well so mixing that in with this crazy year and the short lead up and messed up spring training and like all this stuff like I could see how this year would have played out differently if it had been normal for him I'm not saying it would have been great automatically but I do think that everything this year like had an impact on him to a big degree like I think he was really affected by it and I don't know this is now year three in the league and kind of like we said like it's just been frustrating more than anything i think i mean if you're a fan of otani there's like moments of excitement but i feel like most of it is disappointment and you're always like fearing the worst and and it happens most of the time like the bad news so it's just like hard to be like a fan of him and i'm not saying that like i'm not going to stop being a fan but it's just like a painful process i mean just like it is being an angels fan in general but otani is like going through it yeah i mean as you say that i realized that we started this podcast wanting it to be like a nice fun sports podcast <laughs> and it quickly became like an angels aa meeting you know <laughs> angels anonymous <laughs> <laughs> just come here and listen to uh just come cry with us or yeah. we'll cry with you since you guys are the angel fans we're just here to support and here for otani but fuck it's been it's been a tough ride for sure yeah i mean let's get into the angel section of the podcast right now so first of all i don't know how they possibly made it to the final series of the season still in contention for the playoffs like that just baffles my mind because they were terrible this year they were awful and in a weird way they were set up to do good especially yeah. with the new play of fucking bracket system that they implemented and the Astros playing like shit Mariners playing like shit they were like they could have easily made this it. was your opportunity yet they found a way to yeah fumble the bag like always legit fumbled it all the way till the end <laughs> and another sub 500 season they finished at 26 and 34 not great they had a terrible start, the worst 26-game start in franchise history at 8-18. and 18. And at August 25th, like a month into the season, they had the worst winning percentage in baseball. They did pick it up, like, towards the end, but, man, like, it's just not enough. Like, you gotta be good the whole year, and we talked about this earlier. I'm gonna bring it up again. Wasting prime Mike Trout years, who is like the Babe Ruth of the modern era so yeah I mean that is crucial like Mike Trout is the person he's the face of the franchise there's the person that once he leaves you just have to reconstruct the team they're running low on time obviously Otani has his own problems and you could call him the second face of the franchise but now probably behind Rendon even oh well, yeah you have Rendon too yeah I forgot about that and yeah, you came into the season like this is the best Angels team they've had in I don't know how many years. Yeah. And I mean, we said in the preview like this lineup could be nasty 
if it performed how it could. And we saw it. I mean, Mike Trout went off up there and like leader in home runs pretty much the whole season once he had those couple days off at the beginning had his kid yeah that dad energy that dad power became a thing dude was hitting bombs left and right had the lead later on luke voigt and tatis kind of took over the race and luke voigt i mean i'm gonna keep saying the name (laughs) because home run champion from the yanks you feel me but also hit his 300th home run with the same home run passing the beast the god i still want his baseball card on mlb the show (laughs) tim salmon bro his salmon (laughs) his fellow fishman yeah and i mean speaking of home runs albert the machine pujols finally (laughs) passing willie mace in the home run all-time leaderboards with 662 breaking willie mace finally what is that number five or six now fifth place right now i'd like pay to see him get to fucking 700 but (laughs) very unlikely yeah i mean i would love to see him get 700 i don't think it's gonna happen like there's no chance to me that we see that happen he's got one year left on his contract with the angels and honestly he might just retire after that so yeah we also mentioned another face of the angels right now anthony rendon Came over from the Nationals. Big acquisition in the offseason. Started off a little slow, but he ended up having a good season. I mean, I even saw some, in my opinion, psychos making the case for him as AL MVP, which I think is ridiculous. But yeah, I know he there, had a good year. I don't know there was a crack epidemic in <laughs> Anaheim. Because <laughs> that's insane. Um, no, I mean, he did good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he did his job. If anything, he's probably one of the more consistent hitters in this Angels lineup. Like, Trout did his thing, but if you look at Trout's numbers, like, his strikeouts were through the roof. Like, supposedly this... Yeah, he's had some slumps also this year. Yeah, like, when it came through, like, percentage-wise, it's, like, the most he struck out in his career, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But the power numbers are still there, so people don't give a fuck. Rendon did his thing, and... Next year should be fun. Maybe he would actually be a real MVP contender next year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still a good addition. I feel like he never really got talked about all that much this year. Mm-mm. It was probably because other people were in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, first trout, the baby, the dad power, but then the sensation, Joe Adele. Yeah, yeah. Rookie. Everyone was waiting for this dude, and they finally brought him up, and... When they finally brought him up, he didn't disappoint with bad play. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) Yeah, no. Everyone was expecting this dude to be the fucking next Trout. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) My memories of him would be like, oh shit, I'm off from work today. Let me watch this Angel game. I watch him (laughs) literally within 10 minutes. His first home run goes for the other team oh yeah when he bobbled it <laughs> he like bobbled it and it went over the fence i think we talked about that last episode but yeah that was unfortunately the play that will stick in most people's heads for him for a while yeah that's like what's in my head for him uh it's the funniest shit goes as an error technically later on started playing better got comfortable you started to see a couple highlights couple diving plays dude has a cannon even hit a walk-off too a day after otani hit his first walk-off which is pretty dope so he got his time in, you know, the Angels saw him, he's getting his experience and pretty much like the only thing you can say for Angels players, like, oh, we'll see him next <laughs> year, let's see how they do. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't write him off, but 
It was definitely not the start I think anyone hoped for him. Well, not at all. I mean, we saw it with Judge. We saw Judge for the first time before his rookie of the year season. And he was fucking shit. Dude struck out like... Which, by the way, for non-baseball fans, basically, you can play a little bit before you qualify as a rookie. So you can play like a small amount of games one season before you play more right it's usually like at the end of the season or halfway through and then you go back to the minors you know the majors play around with your time but a lot of it is nerves you know the inexperience you're also facing way better pitching that you have to get used to and joe adele could still have like one of the better careers we see just not this year yeah and another player who had played some games last season but really was a rookie this year and didn't even play the whole season, kind of came up in the second half, was one of the few bright spots for the Angels. And kind of the opposite, because Joe Adele was expected to do great, he wasn't, but Jared Walsh came out of nowhere. I feel like even when he started doing good for the Angels, I was like, yeah, whatever, he's just on a little hot streak. And then he just had a great month, really. Yeah, the dude played pretty well. He wasn't on my radar, but... I think he had, like, a walk-off or something. Was it mm-hmm. against Colorado or some shit? I think it was, like, a Grand Slam or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something crazy. And put him on the map. I think he even got, like, a card of the week on MLB The Show, which I'll yeah. reference all the time on this. Yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. Again, not a name I was aware of at all before, like, the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, and only came up on August 28th. I mean, he had played a couple or a small amount of games at the beginning of this season but then was like at the alternate site but then it came back and first rookie ever with rbis in nine straight games and went on like a 13 game hitting streak and what was his like stats overall for the year yeah i was gonna say i'm looking at him right now you could say like 70 less at bats than otani yeah (laughs) way better stats uh pretty much in 108 uh, plate appearances he got 29 hits nine bombs so two more than otani couple more hits than Otani. 26 RBI, so a couple more than Otani. Batting average, 293. That would have been dead on of what I thought Otani would have. And also in terms of the Otani comparison, he's actually a two-way player himself. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> that Otani is no longer the best two-way player on the Angels? Hey guys, welcome to <laughs> Walsh Comes to Anaheim. <laughs> It's a new podcast about the two-way player <laughs> sensation, Jared Walsh. <laughs> hey, I mean, the way it's moving now. <laughs> says he pitched for the Angels in 2019. Really? How many games? Five games. What? <laughs> I don't remember this. I think it was a, as a reliever, though. Oh, okay. So five appearances. How'd he do in It's about to shock you, bro. <laughs> 1.03. <laughs> 1.80 what talking about jacob the ground numbers <laughs> right now damn so maybe he really is the best two-way player five games five innings pitch so that means he pitched for an inning each time or right. technically you could put it that way struck out five so one strikeout per inning solid <laughs> can't hit on that maybe that's what they need to do pit them against each other <sighs> so that otani is like no, I am the best two-way Internal player. beef. Yo, that, that might be it. Damn, it's crazy. And also, Walsh was drafted in the 39th round out of 40, which is insane. One of the few positives of the season for the Angels. Yeah, there was a couple other positives. 
I'm a little skeptical about this because if y'all remember the first episode of this season of Otani Comes to America, I was kind of roasting this player <laughs> and that is Dylan Bundy. Yeah, he did a little better than expected. <laughs> a little, a lot better than I expected, <laughs> to be honest with you. Dylan Bundy started off the season looking extremely well. Uh, from jump, he was like in the Cy Young conversation, especially those like first two, three Which weeks. Which is insane. Like the dude was just on fire, but in Angel's fashion. <laughs> Ended the season, three wins, seven losses. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was that bad. Yeah, I thought it was like three and five or like four and five. I didn't realize he didn't even win a game after those first three. So he went back to the ways that I knew him as. Uh, what is ERA end up at? Five point six four. Not good. <laughs> I mean, for starting pitcher. This is worse than he did last season. Yeah, I believe this is the worst ERA of his career. <laughs> Angels luck. I mean, what can I say? Looks good at first, ends tragically. I mean, the Angels are like a Shakespearean fucking uh, book. I mean, they did have Mike Mayers, though, who did good in relief. Kind of a surprise. So that was another positive. Not going to go too into him, but that's definitely a plus on the year. And, I mean, one of the biggest pluses always can always count on him. David Fletcher, one of the best players to watch. Basically like the Angels version of DJ LeMahieu. Just always gets on base, super consistent. He's a person they got to keep for however long they can. I mean, he's going to be consistent. You always want that player that's going to get on base for Rendon or Trout or Otani, whoever. Perfect leadoff hitter. Yeah, exactly. So you got to keep him in there. And And just amazing on defense. Like, he was moving around the field this season. Like, he can play wherever. Dude does it all. And especially now with the homie Andrelton Simmons dipping out on the angels (laughs) for anyone who didn't hear he basically opted out with literally five games to go which if the angels had officially been out at that point whatever but they were still in the race so it's like what are you doing dude he looked at the schedule saw the last three games against the dodgers (laughs) and said farewell my friends and he's about to be a free agent so you know he's just protecting himself but I think so. He's a player that plays very hard, injury-prone because of it. He's going to run out every ground ball. He's going to die for every ball. Yeah, we even saw him get the same injury these past two years in a row on the same exact play. Yeah, exactly. Um, He just plays that way. And yeah, technically the Angels were in it, so it makes it look a little bit worse. But who knows? Maybe it's something internal we don't know about that they're keeping private. But sometimes we get tired of fucking losing. I don't know. And also, they might get tired of his conspiracy theory posts, which I just learned about. Supposedly, he thinks 5G is going to kill us all and, you know, COVID is a hoax. So, didn't help with my impression of him. But I feel like when we first started this show, I kind of looked at him as like, oh, you know, he's a great defensive shortstop, gold love worthy. Like, he's a good part of that team. But I feel like he hasn't really done much over these past few years and... Honestly, I think they should just move on without him. Like, they need a fresh start with someone else. He needs a fresh start. Might even just put Fletcher at short. I don't know. So, I don't think they should resign him. But we'll get into more offseason stuff in a sec. But just to finish off this year, I mean, Justin Upton started off slow. Not great. Whatever. Uh, Max Stasi did okay. Taylor Ward did pretty good. And real quick... The trades, I mean, 
Angels made some moves, not for the better, it seems. Like, got rid of Tommy Lestella, great player, made the all-star team last year, except he got injured. But I know he's going to be a free agent. I still think not a great trade. And also got rid of Brian Goodwin to the Reds. Also got rid of Jason Castro to the Padres. All three of them now on playoff teams. Angels didn't make it, so. Gotta be happy for the players, right? (laughs) Um, Seems like the right teams made the right moves to benefit them. Obviously not to benefit the Angels. Wish them the best. But as we know, Angels aren't in the playoffs. So, you know, we're done for the season now because the regular season has ended. We're recording this the day after that. Probably won't come out until later in the week, but it doesn't matter because the Angels have nothing to look forward to at the moment. So let's talk about the offseason. I mean, they're starting off fresh off the bat. Last game of the season. Why not throw it out there? <laughs> Billy Epler, you're fired. Damn. It's about damn time. I mean, I completely agree with it. It's something you have to do. Like, again, yeah. these problems go deeper than just... Otani not hitting or whatever. Um, yeah. They just never seem to make the right moves. Not saying that the Rendon signing wasn't good, but... Yeah, they never made the playoffs. It's the, it's the little in things. the past yeah. five years he was there. With the best fucking player in baseball. It gets frustrating. If this is how, like, we feel, <laughs> we're not even Angels fans. Right. Imagine, like, what the fans or even the same players go through. Making dumbass trades. Like, even when the La Stella shit happened, we were like, why? Yeah. Uh, you're not getting anything out of this. Right. I mean, who knows? I don't even remember the player they got, but... And you could say, oh, yeah, he's going to be a free agent, but if you would have kept him, you could have maybe re-signed him, you know? Yeah, that's, like, out of the window. And technically, they can re-sign him, but... No, once, it's not once he gets now. a taste of the playoffs... Yeah. Well, he technically did with the Cubs, I think, but... Yeah, you, you don't go back to, to Anaheim unless that's, like, your home or some shit. Um, yeah. They will be keeping Madden, though, as coach, which it was so annoying to me seeing the hate for him this season. Like, I get it. Like, you want to take your blame out on someone, but, like, this guy is a legend. And don't bitch about the Angels' weakness just because of him. Also, he hasn't really fully gotten the chance to to work with the team. I mean, he got his first season and all that, but you have to make some moves and give him a shot with other pieces, you know? Um, yeah it's too soon in terms of other moves for the offseason i think as always the biggest thing is pitching i mean in terms of free agents coming up you got like bauer you got granky you got stroman like bauer i don't know if he'd be the right fit for the angels like he's great could win the nl cy young this year but i feel like granky could be a better fit for them like he's you know a little quieter little weirder like i don't know i feel like he would work with them stroman possibly but to be honest i do a combo of either bauer granky or bauer stroman bauer because i think he's the most talent out of this group of pitchers Mm -hmm. granky's getting kind of old but he has the experience and he's that good a pitcher that he can be you know like the the mentor the veteran pitching Mm -hmm. player in the clubhouse but then you'll also have like the energy and the character and bauer or you can double down on crazy and have (laughs) bauer and stroman and have like a crazy powerhouse like duo and they could become a thing 
Strowman's a character, you know, he's very vocal and like uh, animated when he's pitching and obviously Bauer, Bauer's fucking Bauer. He's becoming his own thing really <laughs> in the majors right now. Yeah. Which is good. Shout out to him. Keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I would say that it'd be hard for them to get both and doesn't seem characteristic of them, but with the new GM, who knows? So, we'll see, I guess. And also, don't get me wrong, I do love Bauer and if he does come to the Angels, maybe we'll see Otani pop up in some of his vlogs. So that would be dope. That would be fire. But yeah, basically overall, a shitty season for the Angels. Managed to stay in it till the end, but it was false hope as usual and just more disappointment. And Otani, not a great year either at all. Just pain all around. It's another sad one. It's, it's some shit you guys have heard before. Not a lot of positives other than that. Like, hey, new beginnings, new GM, possible new contracts. Be ready to be disappointed again. But the team is there. I mean, even with what they have right now as their skeleton, it's decent. Like, they're not a bad team. They can build off it. Yeah, it's not a bad team. Literally, all you need is one or two pieces, and you're like, okay, work with it. Um, Hopefully, we get a full healthy season of otani let's just hope otani can kind of like internalize this and use it all as motivation you know in addition to the physical conditioning boy gotta get his mind right too so hopefully he does that over the off season and we'll see you know what they say i think the game is like 10 percent physical 90 percent mental or something mm-hmm. like that. let's work on that 90 percent <laughs> <laughs> and yeah That'll wrap it up for this season of Otani Comes to America. Season 3 comes to an end. Yeah, and next year should be a full season probably. So we should be back to doing more regular episodes. So yeah, I know we only did three this season. But like we said, it was a quiet year for Otani, especially after he got shut down from pitching. It's one more episode than he has starts pitching. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. If you guys love our voices and just want to hear our opinions and like our corny humor, find us at Pros and Cons, another podcast we do about random topics where we give you the positives and the negatives and our takes on it yes sir under the cesspool publisher yes sir otani have yourself a beautiful safe and healthy off season so you can come back to being the two-way shohei aka showtime aka the greatest showman aka swohei otani A.K.A. Shohei the money. A.K.A. Shohei got the pop. Shohei got the smoke. A.K.A. The boss of all clout. A.K.A. The Anaheim Starboy. A.K.A. Mr. Hot Wheels. A.K.A. Otani B. A.K.A. The double trouble ring slinger dinger hitter. A.K.A. Miyamo Otani.